disharmonic dialogues, which will soon be renamed as um, the more or less of things. Yes. Yes, Which I think is a much better name. Yeah. You know what? It's it's one of those things where you make a decision and then you regret it. And then you have to live with it. So, yeah. But we will, you know. We, it's called being committed, you know, making commitment yep, to things. We're committed to this. Yeah. And we mostly did it because it's a nice alliteration. Yeah. The Dysmonic Dialogues podcast. I, yep. I love so, alliteration. Yeah. Well, I, I'm Josh, and I'm, joining me is Ben. Yes, I'm Ben. It's a good thing we're on the same page there. I, I, you were going to say Ben. I'm I good. was. I'm good with that, because otherwise this would be really weird. Anyways, um, welcome back. This is our annual our annual podcast, yeah, where we do one episode a year. Yeah, and originally we committed to basically just me and you and talking, committed to like 100 episodes. Mostly I just threw it out there, and you're like, sure, why not? And I didn't commit. I didn't say sure. Why not? I, there's no way I committed to that. Yeah, you did somewhere. Actually, um, I, you know what? I'll commit to a biannual podcast where we do one episode every two years. Two years. But the things biannual could also mean twice a year. That's true. This dang, is the whole thing with, with the whole biweekly, bimonthly. Yeah. We no one knows. Nobody. Knows. No one knows. But yeah, it's coming out to be the fact that we do this once a year. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Um and, and whose fault rate, is that? At th- at this rate, we're gonna both be dead around episode like seventy six. Seventy six. So <sighs> that's they'll be a regret in life, I guess. Actually, no, seventy six. Gosh, we'd both be in our <laughs> <laughs> like we're actually gonna do the math on this. We'd Let's actually see. be so in our episode one hundred ten. I'd be a hundred and so you're if we're doing it at the rate that we are now. You're going to live maybe, what, 20 more years? <laughs> if I'm lucky. <laughs> if I'm lucky, yeah. So you're going you're gonna to be about, what? In your late 40s. <laughs> late 40s? No, gosh, I'm getting old. I'm gonna be, I'd am gonna. i be in my late 50s. Yeah, you got to work on that. I'm getting younger. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm actually going down. You've got the years. Benjamin Button's disease. Yeah. It's real. It's real. That movie, it's my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride. But yeah, Anyways, so, uh, today... Well, Today I'm gonna see. I'm gonna divert us quickly yes, now before we go off in a weird direction. That tangent that we never come back from. Yeah. Uh, today we're talking about. What are we talking about? Okay. See, really? this is why I don't the do more, this part of the podcast. So, our title here is what we're talking about today is the more or less of things, mm-hmm. and that is why we started with the name. What we should have named our podcast because yeah. yesterday when we were talking, it's like you know that's a that's see? a great name. So there was a but bit of coherence to the introduction of this. Yes, it was. Yeah. I like how you don't understand that until like <laughs> I address it. Things need to be explained to me. So yes, we're talking about yes. the more or less of things. What do you exactly mean by that? Um, so more or less, it's basically... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse the pun there. Of things. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about stuff and owning it, using it. Why? Like just... Mm-hmm. You know, the term more or less is just kind of the gist of it, right? We're talking about things, essentially. Yes, things. Mm-hmm. Things that we all own. Everyone owns things. Even the uh, bum on the street owns things. You know what's interesting is everyone has it in such a drastic different way. Oh, there's a spectrum. Like, there's a spectrum. Oh, there is a very wide spectrum because mm-hmm. I follow a lot of tiny house stuff, Um I like the idea of minimalism. 
and we're in our in this podcast we're gonna it's, i guess it's a little bit aimed towards minimalism mm-hmm. because there's a lot of good things in it um but i follow like tiny house stuff and some like camper vans are popular so a lot of people like jam everything in the camper van and it's interesting because they'll have it where like they'll fit everything they own in their van and they'll lay it out all on the ground and like lay down next to it and you can see everything and it's like some people couldn't even do that with one room in their house mm-hmm. and these people are living in a van and it's like what is proper mm-hmm. what is what is good mm-hmm. do you think one that, side or the other do you think that there is it, that it's different for everybody so do you think that certain personalities or certain cultures or or whatever can maybe it, it's okay to have more stuff and then for certain people with different personalities it's okay to not have do you see what i'm saying or do you think it's like everybody all all over the world no matter who you are or what you believe in it's like you need to be a minimalist with the least amount of things no matter what uh or do you I, think it it's, changes it's, it's it's all based on well i wouldn't say all but a big part is how you grow up um I'm not an expert on minimalism mm-hmm. at all, but I did read, um, which okay. is funny. The book is called The More of Less. Um, <laughs> it's a book on minimalism by, by Joshua Becker, and he did talk about the different generations and how, you know, our millennial generation, we're so notorious, right, mm-hmm. um, is kind of going towards minimalism and you know, I, I think a lot of it is because we grew up with everything. Yeah, like, yeah. For the most part, mm-hmm. what didn't we have? Like, we didn't grow up looking for, and this is a stereotype of our generation, but we didn't grow up looking for the next meal or, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you were most poor. Of us. Most of most us. Most of us. Yeah. There are obviously yeah less fortunate people. Yeah, but, but like mm-hmm. even in, I know in high school and stuff, as you get, you know, years from that, it's, you know, you could be, yeah, you know, smartphones, like you could, that's like, if you didn't have a smartphone, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, you know, mm-hmm. in other cultures, it's like, if you had a smartphone, you know, um, so I, we live in a very interesting generation that grew up with a lot mm-hmm. and it's interesting how we swing to the side of a little, mm-hmm. you know, so it's when other generations who grow, grew up with, you know, I know my, my grandpa grew up, you know through the great depression. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, holds on to things and stuff like that. And it's, it's like, okay, you know, he had a different aspect or a different view on things growing up. So that's how he used them, kept them, you know, managed them mm-hmm. as millennials. We, we've grown up in this culture of throwing everything away yeah, and things hinder us. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, why, that's interesting to see how, okay, it's not the thing that's really, like, the crux behind this. It's the person who owns the thing. Yeah. So it's – were you going to say something? Nope. Well, actually, I was, but I saw you were going to say something, and so I took the high road and Ooh. laid back and was going to let you say something. Do you have anything to say? The classic face-off. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What, what do you have to say? I ran into the same boat as you. Okay. But bas- basically, oh, no, you're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, obviously, in this podcast, so 
it's talk, we're talking about the value of things essentially, right? What value we put on things. And we're erring on the caution, or sorry, we're erring on the side of, erring on the side of caution. We're on the side of less is more essentially, right? When it comes to things. The more or less of things, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the side of owning, uh, owning less things is probably a good thing, right? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what we're going to. We're what are dive the, into that? What are the three points that we're going to hit? Well, no, no, no. Here? See, you're 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 skirting a question here. I'm not skirting the question. Yes, it, yes, yes, you are. If you had to get rid of one thing right now, what would it be? Uh, if I had to get rid of one thing, it would yep. be this friendship. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? We can make that happen. <laughs> Cut my losses. No. Uh, one thing. So it has to be like a physical thing that I own, right? Yeah, for the most part, and it could be—I don't know—it's like so, could be any like small thing, like a this pencil that I have on my desk could be that. Yeah, it could be yeah. that. Yeah, it could be, and that's See, a bad this answer. Is a, this is a difficult question to answer. It is. I own but a lot of things now that I think about it. What? But what's that thing that weighs you down? That you're like, maybe you know, I should get rid of that. Um, that's the, that that, you know, it's that classic American. Oh, I'm gonna get rid of that treadmill because it's become a, you know, coat hanger. You know, now that I like am thinking about it, I really don't own. I don't own a lot of stuff. I, I know you don't. I really I, this don't. is an interesting question for you. I, you know, when I moved back, th- just as a side note, when I moved back from Marquette, I got done with school, and I was going to start teaching, and so I was moving back from Marquette to to move to here to Escanaba. I had to borrow my dad's truck, and I fit everything that I owned. Literally everything that I own, couch, bed, dresser, everything in my dad's truck with no trailer or anything like that. How Just big is your couch? <laughs> is that like a play size, like preschool or no, couch? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't have a couch at the time. Okay, that, or did that I? helps. I had a chair. I had some form of furniture. I had a chair. I had a, I had a, I had a chair. Did you have everything in a knapsack on your, on like a... No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had a chair is what it was. I have a couch now. Okay. Um. But I fit everything that I owned into the truck, like in the back seat, past like it was chuck full for sure. But so this would be a tougher question for you then. Yeah, that's why this but, is a tough question. Like, I really don't. I don't have a lot of like frivolous things. I, I really don't. But if I had to get rid of one thing, um, uh, gosh, I this is tough. Probably the. T- uh, my my TV, your TV. I think I get rid Ooh. of the TV. Ooh, good. Because I, I I just don't use it that often. So, so I'll I'll go next, and then we'll go into the other side of this question. But what's interesting is like this is the thought process you go through of like, oh, what mm. what do I do? Yeah. Um, for me, I'm gonna do the same thing and do the look around. I know that's what, what I do I own. <laughs> we don't own a lot of things. Well, I. I I don't know. I kind of do. But I have this like idealistic mentality of I want to own nothing, but it's really hard to get to that point. Yeah, that's might be impossible. It's really hard. I would probably say I would get rid of Ugh. Yeah, see? It's a hard question. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff though. See, like we, we, I have furniture that I just 
don't want to move when I move out. So yeah, maybe I'd stuff. get rid of that instead of the TV. I have a bookshelf. I love bookshelves. I love books. But I I'd want to pare down my books to a small amount and probably get rid of my bookshelf because I don't want to move it. And it's just big. Yeah, I have some shelves, I suppose. But those are always good. Shelves are good. Yeah. Setting things on. <laughs> Organization <laughs> is things. key, really, to a happy yeah. life. It helps if you're organized, too, in all of this. Mm-hmm. But. So we're not very good on the getting rid of stuff. Even though I just got rid of stuff the other day. I, I pared down some of my books. You had too many books. I got rid of a puzzle I did one time that I glued together and hung up. And I'm like, why do I still have this? Um, so I get rid of, like, it's a slow process. I just mm-hmm. slowly get rid of things. Now, what is one thing you, if you, out of all your stuff, what is one thing you'd keep? And your dog's not a, an answer. <laughs> I know we talked about this earlier. My dog. You, that, that's my by dog default. You're, you can bring the dog with you. One, like, so if I had to get rid of everything that I own, but I could Basically, only keep one thing. What is your most prized possession? That's a, that's a tough question. That is a tough question. But don't overthink it. Don't put too much <laughs> pressure on this. You know, We're going to judge you completely by your answer. If you say like a stuffed animal, then we're totally going to just be I don't like, know if I can answer You that. have some issues. That's, that is a... You know what? I, you know, I'm going what what to answer thing? it this way. I wouldn't keep anything if that's the case. That's, that's not an answer. How is that not an answer? Because it doesn't answer the question. Are there so are there certain things that I like are a given that I will are like still have or keep? No. Like I can't yeah, keep my yeah, house. It's, okay, it's I'm not giving you a scenario of like So hey, like I would keep my house. Like that's a thing, right? I keep sure. my house. Let's not go too in depth into this of the <laughs> practical side of it. Well, I'm let's just, just <laughs> go into what is one thing you're like, you know, I would keep that over other things. It's that whole desert island question, right? It's like, oh, what are three things you take on desert island? Well, one thing's like, oh, I'd take a plane, <laughs> take a cell phone, <laughs> and a resort. No, that's not <laughs> the purpose of the question. Like, you can't bring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's. I can narrow it down to a few things. Um, okay. I my fishing pole. I I enjoy fishing. Okay. Very much. That's a big part of how I enjoy my time. So I fishing pole would be one thing. Okay. Um so I, I'm excluding like house, car, those yes, type of yes. things. Okay. Yeah. Uh so fishing pole I think would be a big one. Um and then prob a book that m- means a lot to me. I'd mm-hmm. have to find one of those. That would be an option. And then um or I, I don't know. That's a tough question. Fishing pole is a good answer. I think I would take the fishing pole. Okay. I think that would be I, I think that would be the thing. Mm-hmm. That's good. I would and I've thought about this before because I remember as a kid I had this I was pretty young. I had this fear for a little while that my house was going to burn down. Wow. That's yeah, sad. I know, right? <laughs> I was like eight. <laughs> but I, I remember thinking like, oh, what would I keep? Mm-hmm. So I've asked myself this question before many times. Wow. Um, but I don't remember what I would keep as an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. But now I would say for me, I would keep my MP3 player. See, that was the other thing. I, so, music or something like that. Yep, I, cause yeah. Because I could – if. If I had, you know, music, 
I, I, headphones too because otherwise it'd become pretty pointless mm-hmm. um just being able to look at the music and not play it mm-hmm. but yeah i'd keep that just because it's, i love music and that would be uh definitely something that you can get you know mm-hmm. a lot of enjoyment out of yeah. just like with your fishing pole mm-hmm. so yeah i don't need the mp3 player because i make my own music i just sing Ooh. yeah i just sing <laughs> you sing i sing to myself um all right so now what we've answered the terrible question yeah, now that we've we've put ourselves through this process of asking ourselves what we would keep mm-hmm. and get rid of, um, we're going to go into a couple things. And like the big thing in this is, if you don't if you don't ask yourself these questions, then you don't get to the the benefits of it. You know, um, so the number one thing, which I think we all, you know, it's kind of like, oh yeah, of course, but. Like things weigh us down. It's, you know, physically, if you actually have a lot of things and you're carrying them, they weigh you down. It adds mass. Uh, yes. Um, but mentally, like, just stuff. Like, it's got a lot of junk. Mm-hmm. Can weigh you you down. have to worry about more, right? Yeah. Like, if I didn't have, again, going back to the car and the house thing, those are things. Most of us need those things. But just to use them as an example, right? It, automatically, when I own a house now now i have i've just added so many things to worry about and stress about and have to take care of and do all these different things for it now obviously with a house some of those things that's kind of worth it right the the i i probably need a house right yeah um or like with a car for most people you probably need a car but along with that possession along with that thing that you own now you have to you know, there's maintenance. There's all these things that you got to worry about um, that can potentially stress you out. So, and that that can go with anything that you own, right? So, yeah, I think that's yeah. It's you, is that what you mean by things weigh us yeah, down? Like, yeah, like that's the it's the worry yeah. about the things that weigh us down. You know, like your car doesn't really weigh you down physically, mm-hmm. but oh, it broke down. I got to get an oil change. I got to mm-hmm. get new tires, mm-hmm. and there's like you were saying there's a necessity to things mm-hmm. but at what point do we make this crossover from necessity mm-hmm. to like just a desire oh i want this mm-hmm. and we think about we take this natural impulse this impulse to just buy and then we take on this added weight without even thinking about what we're doing mm-hmm. and then we find ourselves stressed out because oh i have this car it's broken down and you know, I have this to fix on the house and it's, it's having this balance of, okay, well, what do I actually need? You know, like, do I need this? Do I, you know, is it need, it's the whole need versus want. Mm-hmm. Do I need this or do I just want it? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's this, I know when I get rid of stuff, I remember, um, there's this quote I heard from becoming minimalist um, on Facebook, I saw the quote, and that's, he's the one who wrote this book, I believe, um, Joshua Becker. But it was, and it, I believe it's from this. You know when you hear a quote and you don't know where it came from? Yikes. Um, but you have a general idea. It was when you're getting rid of stuff, it's having this mentality of don't think about what you want to get rid of. Think about what you want to keep. Mm-hmm. So it's this, okay, because y- – there's this this natural inclination of like, oh, I don't want to get rid of anything, mm-hmm. you know. But if you look at something, 
there's a whole different level of I want to keep that. Mm-hmm. Like I value that. That is something that, um, you know, makes sense. I, I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, in the right context, keeping is is a whole lot different than mm-hmm. just having it. No, that's you know? good. I think switching from the mentality of instead of viewing it as I need to get rid of all these things, right? I need to I need to figure out what stuff I need to get rid of. It's more about thinking about what stuff do I want to keep and then the rest of that stuff just kind of falls away in the process. I like that. That's good. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. And yeah, I think the other thing is uh uh try to remember as well that the thing itself has no right the thing itself or the things that you buy aren't they're not gonna it may make you happy in the moment right but it's not ultimately going to be the thing that fulfills you right Mm -hmm. Uh, you can get the nicest car the nicest house that you want and maybe in the moment is going to um bring you happiness or something like that but it's not going to be the thing that ultimately fulfills you the possession of things never never will Everything has this, if you get real scientific, like this half-life, mm-hmm. right? Like of, of enjoyment <laughs> where over time some things just decay real quickly and you're like, ah, I don't like that anymore. I just always think back to I always think back to when I was a kid and like how like over the years, like remember when you were a kid and like Christmas time would come around and you just like, like the end all be all was like a specific toy or a bike or whatever to get mm-hmm. and you thought, man, it's going to be life will be complete if i can just you know what i mean like you have that I'm feeling nine I and die, my life if I is can gonna just be. get that lego set i would then i would be like i would have i yeah. wouldn't need any other toy ever again you get it you're super happy that day a couple weeks later you don't even remember you know like you may lose the toy and you don't didn't even know you lost it and then you're on yeah. to the next thing and you want something it's true. else it's always you know so Getting the new shiny thing and, and owning the new shiny thing only that only lasts the the feeling only lasts for so long and then you want something new and better and it just keeps it's an endless cycle. So well, it's endless unless we do something about it. Yes, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's well, this is an endless cycle, guys, and that's about it. That's about all we got today. <laughs> Good luck. So, anyways, that your that's life point, is doomed. That's point number one. Things weigh us down. And yeah, and that w- is how they weigh us down. So. And we could, you could get, you could talk about a whole mm-hmm. episode about how things weigh you down and all that. Um, but we're not the experts, and mm-hmm. you can. I would recommend reading the book on minimalism, the more or less. Mm. Um, I it's the first book on minimalism that I've read, even though I've had this mentality that I've kind of really liked minimalism for a while. Mm. Um, but again, it's it's very easy to like a mentality, but a lot different to live it. So I'm not there yet. Again, I just want to point out how we're we're now proving how unqualified we are. <laughs> oh yeah, but just, who's really qualified? I read in life? one book one time on animals. Well, this is the thing, though. It's not what qualifies a person. Like we're not here saying we're experts on anything. We're just saying, hey, we're going through life, and this is what I think is important. I guess you know this is true. And listen, you 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 don't own a lot. I would attest to that. You don't have a ton of stuff. I have nothing. So it's not like. <laughs> It's, I have it's not nothing. like we're over here like like this is we own a ton of stuff yes but we have you know mm-hmm. seen how things just pop up and you enjoy them and they go away mm-hmm. um but out of this book because we're going to kind of dive into just you know things and what we do with them but um the definition of minimalism in the book is the 
intentional promotion of the things we most value and the removal of anything that distracts us from them. Mm. So, so it's, it's true. Like, that's the thing. Anytime you have something and you really enjoy it, you're always fighting for this, you know, the attention of, you know, your attention goes to one thing or the next. Mm -hmm. If you have a whole bunch of stuff, you're probably enjoying, you know, everything just in a different, a little, you know, a little bits here, a little bits there, but it just becomes cluttered. Mm -hmm. Like what do you actually, what do you enjoy the most? And then is having a whole bunch of stuff taking away from what you really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think with our next point, um, it comes down like the value of one is lost in the many. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's basically, if you have something you really value, you really enjoy, and you have no time to actually do that thing, um, and we're, we're talking about things, but also it's it could be a hobby. It could be, um, you know, you have all these things and it's taking away from what you really enjoy. If your life is so cluttered and you know that there's one thing you enjoy, take the initiative to get rid of the other stuff and actually do the one thing you enjoy or use, you know, mm-hmm. um, use that, you know, maybe you have multiple cars and you're like, why do I have so many cars? I really only like driving this one, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and maybe you get, there's a ton of different ex, or, uh, examples that you could go with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all know like that thing we enjoy, the thing that when we get down to and we actually do, mm-hmm. that's what we like. I but think a, a lot. A, well, the uh, sorry, but a good example I think of is uh, music. Um, especially with you, I remember you. <laughs> you had a ton of music. You have a ton of music. Yeah, you have too much music, probably, right? I'm a hoarder. Like, of there's probably files and so, CDs. Because I remember, like, oh, pick a song, right? Like, if I was writing in your cards, like, oh, pick a song, and then you go to pick a song, and there's just it's almost impossible to pick a song because you have yep. too many to choose from. And really, like you were saying, there's probably only like maybe 25 percent of that music that you go back to time and time again because it's the stuff that you you like the most out of all that, right? Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. probably you know there are songs in there that you can just. That, that you can just get rid of. You don't even need to have. Why do you have them? You know, and I think that the same principle holds true to other. Yeah, um, and I've I've gone through that with my music because I've I've put all of it on like an MP3 player before, mm-hmm. and then I've had it where I take off stuff because I'll put it on shuffle. And I'm like, I don't listen to that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I'll make a playlist and get around that a little bit. <laughs> um, loopholes, <laughs> loopholes. <laughs> Right, you could still own the stuff, but uh, but like even what I've noticed, and I think this is why I still have CDs, is um, I still have a CD player in my car, and I think I'm. I was listening to this person a little while back, and like they brought up how CD, like you know, who still owns a CD player? I still, and I'm like, (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) Are is it are CDs really now that old of a concept? Everything's digital. Everything's digital, with especially with smartphones. But my thing is with CDs. The reason why I still like them is, um, I like I still like physical things. I think that's why I still have books. Yeah, because a completely digital world becomes so, um, so just non-real. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't have this this feel, right? Yeah, it, it I like tangible have, things. Tangible. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's a good word. And I, I think it's one of the reasons why I like CDs. 
I like how we're talking about stuff and get rid of stuff and we're complaining about how things yeah. are <laughs> tangible. <laughs> I still want stuff. <laughs> but, and that's a whole other thing. We're going to have a very interesting digital age of stuff. Well, it's, even, it goes back to our second point, the value of things. There is a value yeah. in things. And I think you, you put more value in something that is tangible, you know, something that you can't yeah. handle. Whereas, well, yeah, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, with my point on that is, um, with CDs, is when I put a CD in my CD player and I play it, I don't just keep hitting skip. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the songs, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. 10, 12 songs that are on there because I know that when I run out, I have to go get another CD, and that's just kind of a pain sometimes. So I commit. Yeah. I commit to the yeah. CD, and I listen to the song. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like you were saying about the music, is you're, it's this fear of missing out. And we, have, we had an episode on this. Yeah. It's this, I'm just going to keep going until I yeah. find what I'm looking for. And then you for. ultimately never land and on a song. Alt- yeah. You never find it. It's this whole mentality of, oh, I'm on you know, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to find a movie, or I'm on Hulu. Like, I'm on these video Netflix mm-hmm. And I, there's nothing to there's watch. There's too many choices. Too many too, choices. It's, it's the whole, this this Baskin-Robbins I was flavors. thinking about this the other day when I was on Netflix. I'm like, I always, I never end up really watching anything because I spend so much time looking and then I kind of get like bored with like looking like, I don't even want to watch anything anymore because I can't find anything to watch. What's funny is, and I thought about this similarly the other day, is it's become a hobby to just look for – it's shopping. Ugh. It's like digital shopping yeah. of, like, movies. Mm-hmm. And it's – like, I'll find myself – I'll look for, like, five, ten minutes, and then I'm like, oh, that's about all I wanted to do on – you know, mm-hmm. it was, like, fill a time filler. Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't watch anything. I just wasted my time. Mm-hmm. And how often are we doing that just in – all the time? Like, yeah. just sitting down, like, I have so much stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that's what comes down to it. I have so many things I could do mm-hmm. that I end up doing nothing. Yep. It's, it's as human. Mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, I'm gonna go out on a limb. Oh boy, I here we prob- go. Probably heard it's a thin it. Thin limb, time it might snap. Here we go. <laughs> the limbs I go out on, are <laughs> very, very flimsy. But, um, because I go back into this memory bank of stuff that I've once learned and I'm pretty confident in, but I have don't remember where I. There's really it no from. foundation to it. But go ahead. But <laughs> yeah, we're totally just derailing ourselves and our credibility. Um, but as humans, we do not deal well with choices and decisions like too many like if you give us and this is with the baskin robbins example like it's like scientific we enjoy more like we if you give us three flavors Mm -hmm. we're going to enjoy one of the flavors we picked way more than if you give us 31 flavors yes exactly and we pick the one that we would actually enjoy Mm -hmm. you know you could have you could have chocolate vanilla and strawberry okay Mm -hmm. Uh, and those are your three flavors. Or you could have 31 and say, you know, cookies and cream is your favorite, but it wasn't in those three. Mm-hmm. If you picked cookies and cream out of that th- those 31 flavors in comparison to picking maybe, you know, strawberry out of the three, you're probably going to enjoy strawberry mm-hmm. better because you're not dealing with this yeah. tug of war of, mm-hmm. okay, I pick this flavor and I don't know if it's going to be the best one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where it gets, our, you know, our whole, the value of one is lost in the many. You don't, you don't need all the stuff in the world to be happy. Mm-hmm. You just need to find happiness in the stuff that you have mm-hmm. and what actually makes you happy, mm-hmm. because it's there. Like I remember with, um, I read in college, I read Confessions by Augustine, and it talked about. There's a part in the book where he talks about, you know, meeting a 
a homeless guy or something, and he noticed the smile on his face. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, he probably has nothing, but he's still happy. Mm-hmm. We, you can meet people that have multiple houses, multiple whatever, cars, boats, you know, the whole, you know, American dream. But that's not where happiness lies. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. I'm not saying you can't be happy with stuff. Yeah. Not saying that at all. Right. But it doesn't matter if you have little or a lot, you know, more or less. Mm-hmm. It matters what you do with it. Yeah, exactly. It's your perspective on it. But I do think that because we're going to, you know, we kind of this less is more mentality. Um, minimalism is a good avenue to go down because it really takes away this this thing we struggle with as humans of, oh, you know, I have three of these. I don't know what to do with the other two, and I'm going to have this, you know, struggle between the decision of all of them. So, that's good. That's 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 a, that's a good spot to wrap up the second point. I think. Yeah, it's. What do we do? You know, basically, we got to pare down. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so going into the last point that we have, um, you need to make a conscious decision. And that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is really the point we're trying to make is it is a good thing to think about what you have, about what you own, and why you actually own it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've i had this many times where I go into my – and I don't, I don't own a lot of clothes, but I'll go in, and I have these shirts that I never, I ever wear <laughs> – but I got it from a race I ran or something I was in, yeah. and like I don't want to get rid of it because it's a memory or it's something. And it's like you know what? I have that memory. It's like when I clean out my closet. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like oh yeah, I did that. But it's like every time I open up my drawer and I look for a shirt, I only wear it's it's. I wear like the same. Four the or five shirts. Four, yeah. I don't know why I have more than that. <laughs> I basically, I find I, I do my laundry and it's whatever shirts go on top. Yeah. I just pull from the exactly. top pile and that's what I wear. And it's like, oh, I really like this shirt. Uh-huh. I'm going to wear it again. Mm-hmm. Why can't life be like the cartoons where they wear the same thing every, you know, like like, like that show oh, yeah. Doug. And he wore the, Doug <laughs> I remember there's yeah. an episode where he opens his closet and he's got like 20 of the same sweater in there because he always wears the same thing. Gosh, I wish it could be like that. It can. Like, actually, it can. I could I do that, but it's not socially acceptable. <laughs> well, if I wore the same thing, if it. I wore the same thing every day, you don't think people would be like, uh, no. Well, this is the thing when you go, maybe not the exact same thing, but there is, I did read an article one time saying that, like, highly successive, successful people actually wear um, kind of the same outfit, outfit all the time, like the same general um, attire. Oh, I definitely know, do maybe, that for sure. Be, because what one thing is, it, I think the points of the article were, were is you have a look like you have this yeah this identity, mm-hmm. um, and also like you don't take so much time and and decision um, making like focus to have to like put into your clothes. Hmm. It's just this this focus like that's the thing you only have so much um, mental capacity in a day mm-hmm. to make a decision. Like eventually you get tired, your focus wears out. Mm-hmm. And the more de- the more stuff you have that you have to make decisions with, you just wear yourself out, yeah. and you could be like, "I haven't done anything today." And then you can't enjoy your things, which is what you wanted to can't. do in the first place. See? So, like, you spend an hour trying to figure out what you're going to do, and then when you finally decide something, you have, you know, mm-hmm. no energy to actually do that thing. So, 
coming back to the making a conscious decision. So basically, what do you want me to do? You want me to go through all of my possessions here one by one and be like, need it, don't need it, need it, don't. What, what are you saying here? So, and that's the thing, and that's why I would um, recommend this book because he goes through kind of step by step how minimalism is different for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, it might look it might look one way for this person, another way for this person, um, and how there's this negative mentality of oh, if you want me to be a minimalist, I have to get rid of everything I own like day one. Mm-hmm. Like I need a change. I just throw it all away, get a U-Haul, and just throw it all in a truck. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, that's not how you go about it. It's one thing at a time. Um, it's just this mentality of living mm-hmm. and it's kind of just getting your priorities straight of this is how I want to live my life and this is the avenue I need to take mm-hmm. and connecting those two things instead of this is how I want to live my life, but this is where I am and I don't want to connect it because I have to get rid of stuff that I have. I remember in college talking to somebody about um, this this thing um, and they were kind of going through the same process. They did something that was quite uh, it sounds like it takes a lot of work, but if you're ambitious, you can probably try this. They put everything that they owned, like as far as like little things, you know, into boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay, into boxes, which that's the labor intensive part of that. Putting everything that you have, it's like moving, yeah, it's basically putting all, everything in the box. You, you got to move. But then over the course of I don't know how long it was. It might have been like a month or a couple months or something like that. They kept everything in boxes, and so anytime that they needed something, they had to go into a box to get it, right? So just living your life out of these boxes, essentially. And over the course of a, a month or two, you really start to see, because you start going back to certain things that you need all the time, and then there are other things that just stay in the bottom of a box, and you never mm-hmm. see them. And then you start to see which things you use and need and things that you value um, based on how much you have to go into the box to, to use it or to get it. And then the things mm-hmm. that don't have any value just stay in a box and you never see them or, or need it's them. It's already packed up, so you just yeah. give it away. Yeah, so if you're if you're very ambitious, you can go that route, I suppose, to, to figure out, you know, what things do I really need and what things do I not need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I've, I've heard that before. As, oh, um, really? Yeah. Hmm. He might have been one of the first people to do it. I don't know. Maybe. But, um, trend center but no and that what that, that what that does is it takes away this it's like oh i use that like because the moment you go to something and you pick it up like should i you know should i get rid of this mm-hmm. you're gonna think of well when's the last time i used it or or what do i you know why do i need it mm-hmm. and you think of like oh i used this a year and a half ago <laughs> to do this one thing on that saturday <laughs> when i was doing this thing mm-hmm. And I haven't used it since. And it's like every day that's just cluttering. And and this is the thing. You have these seasonal items that, yeah, you can't like, you know, it's like a Christmas tree, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to buy a Christmas tree every year? Maybe you buy a real one mm-hmm. and then you should because it'd be weird putting up a mm-hmm. year old actual Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Um, probably won't look very good. But like. This mentality of, okay, well, I don't want to buy a Christmas tree every year, but I want a Christmas tree. You know, maybe I have an artificial one. So it's like, well, get a nice tree, keep it, yeah. But it's this, the other things of like, I bought this and used it once, and it's just taking up space. Do I really need it? Mm -hmm. And that's what, you you just have to be honest with yourself. You have to make this trade-off of, okay, I own this item. Am I going to use it? 
in the near future or am, or am I is it worth to keep or is it worth more to get rid of mm-hmm. because and you have to be honest with yourself it's that men- it's that idea of do I want to get rid of this or do I want to keep it if you have this mentality of do I want to keep it then you're going to think of the value the true value of it rather rather than mm-hmm. it has value and I'm going to keep it because it has value yeah we should mention that it's it's not easy right to make a conscious decision about these things, it it, it does take a little bit of a to, to get rid of things, right? It's not oh, like yeah. it's like a simple process. Well, and and that's the thing; it takes time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have to do it in layers. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to get rid of the stuff like, yeah, I really don't want this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is pointless. Why do I still have this? It's I haven't used it since I bought it. It has no actual value to me. Those are the things you start with. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's the easy stuff, you get rid of the clutter on top. But what happens is you're going to get down to the harder stuff, but don't start with harder stuff because when you start with the more, you know, just surface level value stuff, you gain momentum and you, you practice, practice this process of asking yourself, should I get rid of this? And you go through the steps of, okay, well, does it have value? When's the last time I used it? And you go through your steps of how you view something. And the process of getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. But if you went straight to like, oh, yeah, um, this is my most prized possession. Should I get rid of it? <laughs> like, no. Why Why start, you know. Yeah. Or like these. this is the stuff that I love the most mm-hmm. and I got to see if I need to get rid of something. Mm-hmm. Like you don't start. Obviously, start the, the, thing, obviously like, the things that you love the most, just, just automatically keep those things. They're the yeah. things you love the most. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't waste your time asking yourself. On yeah, yeah. Until that's all you have left, and, yeah. and you want to go smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. I would highly recommend. And this is the thing. It. I really like the book. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I can't say I've read like you know half a dozen books on minimalism. Um, and there's going to be different views on it, but I think it was put in a really. Um, good. It was. It was really pr- like presented in a way that made sense to me of like, oh, it's not just get rid of everything. Um, but it was put together like, okay, you know, minimalism is what it needs to be for you. Um, and it's this mentality of finding the most value of what you have that you want to keep and get rid of the stuff that just is in the way. Um, but again, it's The More of Less by Joshua Becker. Um, and he was the creator of becomingminimalist.com. And I found him on Facebook one time, and then it's just this, mm-hmm. right? You, you find a couple quotes, and then you read the book. And But it was good just to kind of see how um, the process that it takes. And I, again, I, I, get, I try to, well, I'm moving in a year out of this apartment, and I really don't like moving stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through this process of I don't want to move this in a year, and I don't want to move it to my next apartment. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to keep it. And I'm doing that now. And that's a good thing of a good way to do too. If you're moving, it's that's when people, this thing, when people move, they get rid of a ton of stuff. Well, why did the move have to cause that? Mm -hmm. Why can't you unclutter your lifestyle now? Mm -hmm. You know, it's the whole spring cleaning mentality. Um, But I think it becomes such a big endeavor because you're like, oh, I have to clean out everything in my life. Um, But just do it. It's like a daily thing, you know, Mm -hmm. Make, make it a daily action of, Okay, do I really need this? Um, and I, this is the thing. I, I like doing this because I'm a very organized person, mm-hmm. and I like organizing things, and I like having everything, you know. 
a place for everything and everything in its place, this idea of, you know, that's, you know, these are the things I own and this is why I own them. Um, so to me, minimalism, it, it fits in my my niche of just what I like to do. And other people, it's going to be harder. But I, it does give you a freedom, I believe, um, to really just enjoy what you have. Stuff, it's it's not about how much stuff you have, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And and that's why our title is The More or Less of Things. Like, which one do we pick, mm-hmm. you know? I think um, the, and go ahead. Like, it's not about, you can pick the more, but you just have to understand, like, it might not be better better than the less. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that, um, and this, because I've, I've run into this, I just want to get rid of everything. I don't want, like, I'm just going to get rid of everything, live out, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, pack everything into one bag and that's what I'm good. But it's like, I do, there are stuff that I really do like that I, that I own and I want to keep. Um, and it's just paring down appropriately and not having this, I'll just buy this and have it because I can and it takes up space. Mm-hmm. So really the main point is less is more and that is the more or less of things. There we go. That was good. That right? is it. Come on. That, that was, was good. <laughs> I just want to make more puns on the more, like more or less. <laughs> I just want to continue going down this road of how do we more or less go about using this phrase as much as possible. <laughs> it is a good phrase. It's a shame that that who, isn't the title of the podcast. It really is a shame. I know. You know what? You have regrets in life and, uh, you know, yeah. just got to move on. We both, ag- we both agree on it, but. Are no, I, I, are we done with we this? Have, have we yes, finished? Yes, we are. Okay, that's you always ask that I when know. we're done. Yes, we're done. Get me out of here. Okay, well, um, if you want to read articles that have been written by me, not by the other guy in this podcast, um, <laughs> livingtotheutmost.com, dot com, either the podcast. <laughs> that was a there. subtle. That was um, a subtle hint. But go yeah. ahead, continue. Uh, and you can. Send an email if you have any thoughts or anything on this. If you actually listen to this podcast and I don't like personally know you, I would love to get an email from you um, because I'm pretty sure that um, I'm just I'm wondering if you exist. So, anyways, I really uh, am curious. That's that I go to, I go, go to the that. website. I'm very curious go, to know if anybody go to the website to and uh, go to the website and the emails on there contact information so but yeah we're done here um we hopefully will do more than one episode this year um but there's no guarantees (laughs) you know it's this whole supply and demand you know we're gonna build up this demand um by having less of supply Mm -hmm. so that's probably very bad in the podcast world but um no we're gonna hopefully do a couple do some more better than we have in the past so but this is episode number eleven, I believe. And, wow, uh, we've we've got over ten. Yep. I yep. feel like that's just, the hump that we needed to get over, maybe. And yeah. Some people it's like a hundred episodes. Ours is ten. <laughs> we got we've we've arrived. We've made ten episodes. Three years later. <laughs> Three years later. But oh yes. So um, yeah, that is all. Ben, I will talk to you later. Okay. Have a good one. See you later.